Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 120. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host on a very wobbly chair now, Ryan Snetsky. This stool was designed by somebody that doesn't have a butt. <laughs> I'm nearly confident, completely confident rather, that there is user error there. So I'm going to take a look I, at these stools. I, once I, I, I don't know, because this is like... Well, it, either way... The, the lip at the bottom of this stool is, like, really sharp. It like, looks nice. It looks... So. It's aesthetically pleasing. Well, perfect. Then I don't, I don't see a problem. But so, anyway... So is Bauhaus, and Bauhaus isn't necessarily, like, comfortable. Well, or... we're still upstairs, and yes. we have a podcasting table again, so that's great news as well. Uh, this is still pretty much a dry run. I'm going to have to get a lot more, like, longer XLR cables, and I'd like to relocate the mixer and things just so we have a little more room and flexibility. Yes. But yeah, anyway, we're back. We are. It's probably only going to be one episode this week, but we definitely try we're, to get we're good. every We're going to try week, to so. do two. Uh, before we get into things, I just want to quick plug our Patreon page. Uh, Patreon, if you're not familiar, is a way for content consumers like you to directly benefit content producers like us. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. That's C-A-R-B-I-T-R-A-G-E. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, we really appreciate any help with this. Thanks to a as affluent white males, we need a lot of help. Well, a <laughs> affluent white male, then another one, and who's then another just just a white male. White male. That's me. Uh, so Jana is here again, unlike last two episodes. Oh yeah, I'm like a cat. I come and go as I please. That's yes. excellent. That's we a very good. Like I, that. that, that's a really good way to do that. Yeah. Um, so last week, me and Jana were. Uh, Talking about her friend who's trying to make a really, really bad automotive yeah, decision. Yeah, so just just a background. So this, I, I, I was scrolling through Facebook, and whenever I see somebody that's not a car person that wants car advice, I want to see what they're looking for. Sure. And so this kid that I'm friends on Facebook with was like a PSEO student in my Shakespeare class. So I'm like, that's a oh, hell he's... of a sentence. A yeah. post-secondary <laughs> enrollment opportunity student. It's a high school or it's in college. Yeah. You guys it... keep talking. I forgot my beer. Um, and so he was looking for a new vehicle and he was, uh, I think the toss up was between a hybrid, um, Highlander, Highlander, yep. Toyota Highlander. And then what was the, the Subaru Ascent. Yeah, they're, and a Subaru big, Ascent. They're big SUV. Yeah. So Both of them are automatic only. Yeah, and so I was very confused why it was between a Subaru Ascent and a hybrid, you know. To the Highlander. Highlander. Sorry, I'm getting it confused. With a hybrid lander? Like, yeah. And so I was like, that's interesting. And I was like, well, if you're looking at cars, you know, toy, like, because he wanted it for, I knew he does a lot of skiing and stuff so i figured it would be like off-roading in winter so i was like well why don't you just get a, a toyota um forerunner forerunner yeah. sorry my brain is a not burrito. working i'm on my period so and it's my like brain a thousand degrees in here yeah so um so anyway he yeah, um I, so yeah he he cannot be dissuaded from the fact that he's looking for an suv with all-wheel drive basically yeah okay um cannot drive Manual doesn't intend to drive manual. Never learn to drive manual. So. Like that's, that's not true. Yeah. That's not true. He none of transmission was not mentioned. Well, this is a the, casual Facebook post. You're taking words. I guess this I, is I'm my assuming. Topic. I, I am assuming on this person. Got to be so. more Ryan, casual, this Ryan. This is my topic, not your topic. Okay. I'm just having sorry. trouble with words. So that's be I, was, I was just trying to help. No, you're just stealing it from me. All right, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, so I I suggested I was like, well. Our Patreon patron Tom demands more Jana Thunder. Yeah, That's exactly. True. So, so, so like he wants a crossover, and I was like, "Can you please just get a bigger vehicle, like you know the um, Forerunner? Forerunner, yes, exactly. The AKA Toyota the burrito. Yeah, the burrito. <laughs> just get a burrito. So I was like, uh, "Get a burrito," and I I like asked him specifically what he needed it, like why he was looking for all wheel drive, because I was like, "There's stuff like if you're." It, he was really caught up on gas mileage, so I was like, "Well, you could get a hatchback." And he's like, "No, it's, it needs to tow and it needs to do off-roading." So I was like, "Hatchback can do that, but this is Facebook. <laughs> We're not going to argue about that." Mm, I was internet like, opinions. Yeah, I was like, "You could get a Fiat, and it'd be fine." Ooh. And but so I was just really pushing the Forerunner because they're great vehicles, and Toyota 
is exactly what you want for right like he skis so it's just like versatile and reliable why not and then he was like oh i'll look into it and i at least get i told him i was like it if any all else fails get winter tires oh yeah like winter tires will make any car a lot any vehicle that you get with all yeah so i I to explain that to somebody is just like pulling teeth yeah and and he was like still iffy on the gas mileage and i was like look i have a sienna it's rated for the same gas mileage as a forerunner and i'm always getting towards the higher end right then like i never get 17 with the sienna unless Um, i'm really like gravel road slush so or just like, math. So, so yeah. basically, the, the the question at hand is is what would this person get if they're trying to tow something? Yeah. They feel that they need all wheel drive, even though they don't really. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and exactly. they they still want to have some level of fuel economy. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- that's that's what we're looking for here. And yeah. SUV would be preferable because he wants a commanding view of the road or something stupid right. like that. Yeah. <laughs> He's he's a, a a young man, so of course he wants large, large and in charge. Yeah. Well, I think if he's like gonna be Mommy. a young man, he wants large and in charge. I would just go all the way and say get a old Land Cruiser, and then just have right. him get hosed on fuel well, economy and teach said, him a lesson. I think he also mentioned wanting to get a newer car, which understand trying to build credit. I mean, for the Forerunner, I don't know if now, and if so, when they switched over from the 4-liter, like it's in my uh, Fajita, yeah. to the 3.5, because I think he'd do better on fuel economy with the 3.5, but yeah. still, at least if you buy the 4-liter the car, and you get like an earlier 5th gen, you could get like a really good deal on one of those. Exactly. You can, I think the earlier 5th gens, you still had the mechanical four-wheel drive shifter i think so too for like the first year maybe um but you're gonna save so much on that that the 16 miles per gallon it's gonna get really isn't that big a deal yeah because like you know with subaru it's gonna be a bit more expensive and if you're getting an ascent it's it doesn't have all that great off-roading stuff that and i mean it's got a pretty high strong engine even if it's in a slightly detuned state because that's actually the new sti engine yes it is Mm -hmm. yes it is so but it's just like a mom vehicle, and I'm like, are you trying to get a mom vehicle to go skiing? If so, just get a Sienna. Like, yeah, you could get an all-wheel drive Sienna. Yeah, why, why doesn't he just get an all-wheel drive Sienna? I don't know, because minivans aren't cool, but everyone should own a Sienna, because they're so, perfect. So, or a Mazda 5. Or a Mazda 5. Yes. Everyone so, buy Mazda 5s and Siennas in the world. I, I guess <laughs> the, the other thing we should note is that the fact that a earlier... Uh, manual shifter manual four-wheel drive shift mm-hmm. uh forerunner is the one you should yeah. go with because oh, yeah. they've had a lot of problems with the the electronic well, shifter and that's a lot actually... of problems for toyota which is still not that much yeah, yeah but i mean still if you're getting uh with toyota it's you know if you're getting a forerunner you're getting a forerunner so it doesn't break ever exactly and yeah. if it breaks once it's like having a ferrari that's front wheel drive like Ugh. it's just gonna suck i like... never did that yeah and oh, so like did. just like the full view was good. Like, I was trying to think no, of... No, no, I was thinking about the, um, um, the 832. Oh, right. Yeah, I was just trying to, like, think what popped on, into my head first when somebody was like, I want an off-road vehicle, and I automatically think, like, Toyota 4Runner. Or person FJ. should just buy an Element. Exactly. Yeah, that'd be another an really element. good one. Is Find an, an EX all-wheel drive Element. Like, there's so many other options that, like, I tell people, and they're like, well, this isn't going to work because it's not big enough. And I'm like... Although a newer vehicle... So, Although they want an automatic, so they could get an SC too. Yeah, those that's are, true. Those are pretty late. The, the Element SCs are really, really, really nice. They look nice. Yeah. yeah. So um, you could get an all-wheel drive auto Element SC. I, I think I, that's going to be my pick. The 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 thing we should stress here is, uh, it really anything I guess would work fine as long yeah. as it can actually tow and it's not a hybrid. Uh, right. But we should probably tell them what not to buy. So if there's a vehicle in the segment that has known issues, like don't just, buy a Q5. No. I was to say. Before any of that, get snow tires. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. All wheel drive. Your all wheel drives will be pissing in the wind. Like <laughs> if you don't have snow tires, because then you're just gonna have a big, tall, stupid truck that doesn't do anything and, and has terrible. You're gonna end up it's like hopeless. all the SUVs and crossovers we drive past in Chanhassen. Yeah, like and the, yep. when they have those uh, when they have those Nissan Murano owners club meets in February oh, no. on the side of the road. Oh yeah, yeah I remember yeah, that. Yeah, they're all in the median. They're yeah. all banging ditches. Yeah, those ones. Yeah, that's uh, the Murano Owners Club means. But yeah, I think uh, things that you should absolutely avoid are really, really important. Uh, Q5s. That's a big one. Uh, Tiguan's. 
Mm-hmm. Um, anything with the 2OT Audi engine. Touareg. Yeah, avoid anything at least first and second by, gen Touareg. Anything made by VAG. Yeah, I guess even the third gen's kind of risque. The third gen's, I've just seen them in, at the shop, and they're so similar mechanically that I honestly think if you were to blow out a uh, air suspension line yeah. on uh, third gen, that you could probably get one off a of second gen. It'll probably bolt up. They're that close in like hmm. routing and I don't design. Know how the heck they saved like nine hundred pounds between the second and third gen? Well, the second gen Touareg is one of the heaviest vehicles ever designed on yep. Earth. It weighs about as much as the moon. Um, it's not a small vehicle. Well, at least a moon. Um, another what the other ones I'd avoid all of the hybrids. Every yeah. one of those hybrids, because if he's trying to tow, yeah. like that's a know, really, that's... really awesome way to blow up an expensive training. I was yeah, avoid really CBTs confused too. with the hybrid for like towing. I was like, and that was what? the other thing with the Subaru is yeah. a CVT. Yeah, like, I assume the Ascent oh. is a CVT. Yes, it is. Yeah, then and definitely don't buy an Ascent. Furthermore, Subaru's a really, really awesome company. The EJ engine's a great engine. Mm, the that's thing arguable. Is, the thing is, you never want to get the first year of a Subaru thing. Mm-hmm. The, but the Ascent isn't an EJ engine. No, but it's the first year of that new engine that they're right. putting into the STI, right. which is different enough from mm-hmm. the normal FBs yeah. that I would still say, uh, it wants you wait, wait until there's a few uh, rolling assembly line changes before yeah, you they, fit they in always, on It always takes them about a year or two. And then, yeah, for the next 30 years, that engine's going to be wonderful. But it's because like, when they first did their CVTs, the first three years of CVTs, they extended the warranty to 100,000 miles. Yikes. Because they were having so many problems at 80,000 miles from people towing on them. And they wanted to take care of their customers. So, I mean, that's the thing with Subaru is getting that first year, it's going to be a little risky, but at least you're going to be getting something that's, um, they're at least can do their utmost to take care of you. So you're dealing with probably the worst option from a really good company. So Yeah, and that's what I was thinking too, because I was thinking of, way smaller Subarus that would work for I would exactly. recommend a Crosstrek over a... Yeah, yeah. a Crosstrek would be perfect. Over and, an Ascent. Well, what's he towing? I don't... It I don't, can't be it's, that much. it's just a Facebook thing, so, like, I didn't really delve into it that much, because, like, well, the, I, fe- I found on on Facebook when people ask for car advice, they just want you to, like, confirm what they Oh, want. yeah, they've already made yeah. up their mind. And so, like... I try to give them information that, like, oh, you really like this, but that, you know, it seems like it would go yeah. for your qualifications, but really this car fits better. And and so, like, I'm really distracted by Ryan. Sorry. Sorry, my, so, my, my headphones just dropped all sound from the left so side yeah, So, like, oh. Ryan was yelling at me while I was, like, commenting on... I wasn't yelling. Facebook, like, like, he was like, you should say this, you should say that. And I was like, well, it's Facebook. I don't want to... I don't want to like have a paragraph explaining exactly why when they're right. not going to listen. It's just and some people are genuinely asking points. for advice before they've even done any looking. But yeah. a person like that that's already test driven like two vehicles and that's all they're ever going to look at. Yeah. They're yeah. just looking for you to confirm their bias basically. So yeah. The- and I mean, he's a young kid and he actually was like, thanks for this advice. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to look into it. Yeah. And I was like, good. So I, I do want to know if that the cross truck is rated to tow 1500 pounds. The Officially. Impre- yeah, no, that that's actually what it's rated for from Subaru. Right. The Impreza, that's the exact same thing. It's not rated to tow anything, even though there's absolutely zero changes between the Crosstrek and the Impreza. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Impreza can also tow 1,500 pounds. However, I should also note that um, in Australia, the Impreza, which is identical mm-hmm. in Australia except right-hand drive, is also towed this, is uh, rated to tow 700 kilograms. Which is a little more. Oh, slightly more, yeah. It's like 1,800 pounds or something. Yeah, so... The Impreza can tow as well, mm-hmm. so he he's perfectly fine getting well, Impreza. Are we really going to be able to convince this person who wants a CUV basically that they're going to buy a sedan? No, no. no. Well, no, not a sedan. It's a hatch. Oh well, even still. Yeah, yeah even it's I it's a, it's, a, it's a tough sell. I mentioned really hatchbacks, sell. and he was like, "Yeah, no," and I was like, "Oh shit!" So I would just alienate yourself from this person. You don't need. I them. mean, he was a PSEO student. And sh- in a Shakespeare class I took like three years ago, so it's just a of face. those two options. He forerunner. posts really forerunner. good memes. Yeah, I would say so that our, that's our, why we're friends. I think Facebook everybody's stuff. in agreement here that the forerunner is the exactly. best, yeah. best possible option. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, on that note, yeah, <clears throat> I want to talk about vapes. Okay. Oh, I've got one. Ryan, take a hit. <laughs> 
Oh, oh I'm going to have to put the pop filters back on so that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> anyway, there is a, a Utah dealership that is actually offering a free vape with purchase of a vehicle. Do you want to guess what the vehicle is? Uh, it's it's not, right in no, front of no, me, no, and I still can't believe it's, it. It's not Subaru because Subaru doesn't make anything cool anymore. Uh, I'm, go, I'm going with um, the certified pre-owned separate dealership at a upscale Audi dealership. So they sell like a lot of like A3s and like a lot of like GTIs. <laughs> uh, that's a good guess, actually. It's a really good guess, but you're, you're close, but just a little bit far away. It's it's a Focus RS. So it is a hot hatch, though. It is. Wait, 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 wait. They can't unload those? Uh, apparently, even though they stopped making these already, they still have a bunch. So you know the card that there was a wait list for originally? Yeah. Apparently, well, they still have quite a few. It's because Ford put the wrong head gaskets in, just ruined. Like the first batch of them, yeah. Yeah, like just absolutely ruined their entire like reputation with that. Pretty much. They're and then they, immediately, then they also immediately dropped all support for focuses. <laughs> so it's like, you know you're getting a dead-end car. It's not like you're getting... It, like, yeah, but you're also getting like the last of a generation car, which is pretty cool. Yeah, but I mean, it's also dead-end, though. I mean, like that's like kind of bittersweet. Like You can't have any... like any pride in your brand pretty much because you can't say it's not like owning a bmw and saying yeah bmw makes cool stuff like even today like bmw in like their worst state that they've ever been in mm-hmm. they still make some cool things yeah they still make the m2 and the m3 no that's that's why i have such a hard time with like you know coming from a honda background if i were to like be buying a civic type r yeah i'd be like eh, well i feel like this isn't gonna go anywhere like well I, feel, I just well, it's Han, hard to say. I'm just proven that they're you know like that they can they have the ability to but they choose not to. So I just feel like I've heard that that's a pretty solid car. So. No, it's a great car. No, that's what I mean. It's a great car. It, it's objectively a really great car, and the tenth generation Civic's also great because MA Performance just ran uh, the world's uh, fastest Civic Si and they ran ten seconds like on a stock block. Yeah, that was just cool. before it let go. Yeah, and they put a new motor in it, but still, yeah, they're making. 500 and something horsepower out of a 1.5 stock on open yeah, 1.5 but i mean still it's like at the same M6 time you, connecting you, you look bolts. at you look at everything else that's on uh on a, like is in honda's lineup you're like uh. so it's kind of the same thing with ford like i get that like i wouldn't want to buy a, Fo- a focus rs because i know it's just not gonna go anywhere it's like yeah that's cool true. this this isn't part of a lineage like i can't really be a ford enthusiast is this like a hatch mustang like yeah like i can't like, like you can't like be like like that's what's beautiful about toyota's like Toyota, if you get the Supra, you're like, yeah, I love Toyotas because they also make the Corolla XRS and they make the Forerunner and they make all the TRD stuff. Sure. The, the Yaris GR, GRMN. So you don't want to buy a get. car from a one trick pony? Yeah, I don't saying? want a one trick pony, no. Especially a one trick pony that makes pony cars. Even, <laughs> a, even if it comes with a vape? You, uh, no, I already have one. Okay. But fine. I don't need that. So they're also trying to give me cancer? Well, anyway, I, well, I don't know. You have to be a Mormon, I think, because this is in Utah. Yeah, gross. Oh. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, there, there you go. If you're looking for a free vape and you're uh, also shopping for a hot hatch, uh, wander on down to Utah. So speaking of one-trick ponies and brands that are like literally just don't even matter anymore. Yikes. Uh, what's That's a brutal segue. Yeah. Let's move on to Mitsubishi for a minute. Okay. Because they make one cool car. The Mirage. The Mirage, yes. Uh, so I recently wrote an article for Japanese Nostalgic Car about the Mitsubishi Debonair. Um and this is like a prime example of how far Mitsubishi has fallen. Because this car came out in 1964 at their height. Okay. Like it was this car existed when Mitsubishi was cool, basically. Um, but it, so basically, what it was is it looked like a tiny, um, like Lincoln Continental. Like it was a three quarter scale Continental. Yeah. It looked almost indiscernible. On one of the prior episodes, we've actually showed it on the feed. Yeah. So, um. But like, when I was like looking into it, like, it's actually really cool. So like, the luxury stuff is comparable to Toyota Century. It actually predated the Century by three years, and the Century like had to keep up with the Debonair. And that car has been around for a long time. Yeah, and that car not only that is like the essence of like the cool Japanese car. Like it's more luxurious. The epitome of Japanese luxury. It's as luxurious as a Rolls Royce and more exclusive. Like that's what it is. It's very and very also cool. Japanese. Yes, and Japanese. Um, <laughs> But, like, the Debonair, it was a rear-wheel drive manual transmission limousine with an inline six, had a zero to 60 time that was comparable to a Continental of the era. Um, and then, like, even at its worst, during, the, like, the middle of the, like, malaise, yeah. uh, when the Lincoln Continental made 170 horsepower out of a 7.4 liter V8 or something, <laughs> Mitsubishi made 160 horsepower out of a 2.6 liter four-cylinder. 
and that engine stayed around for a long time. Yeah, and they and not only that, that car, the engine was also detuned, so its torque curve was lower than normal, but perfectly flat. <laughs> so like, th- it's just a prime example. So like, yeah, if you're a Mitsubishi fan and you've not ever looked into the Debonair, well, check it out. It's probably the coolest car. It they've does made look that. super cool, and it's like teeny. Yeah, it's really small. Like it has fender mirrors on it. It's got fender mirrors. Yeah, it's a Japanese Continental. It's a tiny Continental. I'd love one. And Does was, it have suicide doors? I can't remember. No, it doesn't. Okay. That's the one downside. You could customize that. Yeah, and well, the thing is, like, they're like a bargain of a car because, like, the best Debonair in the world is sixteen thousand dollars. I'd rather bef- have a Fulvia before importing. Yeah, but I mean, like, for you know that kind of car for yeah, sixteen thousand no, dollars, like a manual transmission limousine, like. Because like a Century costs double that, right? And it's an auto. Yeah, and this one's manual, and it's in line six, and it's in line four. It's rear wheel drive. Uh, every year was better than the last. They never got worse. Uh, I, I should say, there's one year where it got worse. Seventy six, seventy seven. They got rid say, of the, the six cylinder, the four cylinder. No, they they, they they got rid of the automatic transmission. Seventy six, oh. and that was or they sorry they got rid of the manual in seventy six. But I mean, like, that's still you know that's worse. Yeah, it's, that's objectively worse. It's still 12, be manual. 12 years of manual transmission limousine is pretty cool. That is true. Yeah, and of 24 years of total production. Because they made that until the late 80s. And then when they made the next gen, they made an AMG version, which was cool. It's amazing how much of Japanese design culture stagnated in that period of time. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was... Uh, I didn't really have a reason to change, so I get it. Yeah, well, there was this, this other thing where, like, in Japan, they have a different class of car that nobody else in the world really has where it's called an executive car sure where they're not sold to the public they are just sold to executives of mitsubishi zaibatsu employees okay and so they they didn't change the design on the outside on purpose because when you saw one rolling through it was supposed to be like oh shit that's a demonair like mm-hmm. you know what's somebody important that's driving that right and the exclusivity of that car actually made it so it would be detrimental to update when they did you. when they did update it, nobody cared anymore. It was the fact that when you saw the original tiny continental debonair, you're like, this guy's either a Mitsubishi executive, the emperor, or Yakuza. Like those <laughs> are the three people that. Either are. way, move over, poor person. Yeah, yeah. You, like you need to get out of this dude's way. So, I mean, and, and it's it's one of those things like seventies and sixties era Japan. Like there were so many like weird things. Like one, at like one, like one hand they were totally stagnated, but at the same time. They were also moving forward, making like completely different things every year. So it was just it, yeah, it was a culture and a constant state of flux for yeah, a long it, time. It was before they kind of found it, what they were doing. Yeah, it was Japan was in this like state of duality until the bubble economy, when it just went with stagnation after that. Right. Until so. they found technology, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, let's do this." Yeah, exactly. And then be the best <laughs> at it. All right. So uh, speaking of Japanese stuff, we and also, technology and technology. Uh, we've been talking a lot about Toyota this episode. We have been. So there's so, actually, I'm going to segue this back to 2018, where we named two cars of the year. That's my fault, sorry. It was the Genesis G70, yep. which we love, Yep. and there was the GR Supra. Yes. I want to talk yes. about the GR Supra. So okay. they are finally starting to be delivered, and since writing this, I've actually got more stuff on this topic, but the launch edition cars um, are being delivered now. So in the United States and, I guess, Canada, so North America... These are fully equipped cars. So the launch edition are individually numbered. There's 1,500 of them, and they're full equipment. So one of these made its way into dealer inventory in Florida, and this is about a $60,000 car. Do you want to guess how many dollars in dealer markup they were trying to get on this launch edition oh, Supra? shit. The launch edition Supra? Three four, more four, dollar signs. 40 grand. More. Think, 40, of, think of like standalone V one hundred and sixty Super Turbo money. More sixty. More seventy. More eighty. More ninety five. Way more. One hundred and twenty. More. One hundred and fifty. Two hundred thousand dollars. What? Yeah. <clears throat> that was a, that was a sticker price. They were asking that they were trying two hundred and forty thousand dollars for this car. So it was actually one hundred eighty thousand dollar markup. Yep. Oh my god. And they claimed that they had quote serious interest at that price. What? Excuse all, me? All along the time, there was a dealership in New York that had one of these, and they were charging a $40,000 markup, and I think they actually got it. But 40000 is a lot less ridiculous. Yeah. Making a $60,000 car that's unattainable a $100,000 car, somebody will do that. Yeah. But quarter of a million bucks for a, for a GR Supra? For no. something that's currently in production. Yeah. No. Nope. nope. 
So yep. anyway, uh, no, I really hate people that do that. But Map took delivery of their GR Supra. Yeah, they did. And we saw it last night at Cars and Craft. Yeah. Which That's a was really, really lovely. Car. It's even better looking in person than I yeah, thought it would th- be. Yeah, that car. I really like the red. Um, the red mirrors. The red mirrors. That's a that launch edition thing. Yeah, that, oh, I that's loved only it. on the launch like, edition. Like I was like, yeah. oh, white, cool. And then I saw the red mirrors, and I was like, that's the money. That's it's not a real super though. <laughs> that's the money. Oh, whatever. No, no, it's it's not the BMW engine. I don't care about that. It it's a it's a two seater. Oh. Our Supra's always two plus two. They've always been a two plus two. Really? That's not a Supra. So it's a Celica. Yes. yes. Okay. Well, That's not right. even because the Celica's a two plus two. It's a Toyota Sports 800. <gasps> Ooh. I'm, I'm a, okay with that. It's a 2000 GT. Oh. oh. So you know what? I feel a lot better mm. now knowing that they made a 2000 GT yeah. and they called it a Supra instead it's, of it's sullying just a 3, the 2000 GT. Yeah, but I, I'd be the entire I, Toyota's like Akio Toyota and Tatsuya Tata would have to go into hiding if they tried to call that car. A 3000 GT. And well, especially because a... the 3000 GT is a Mitsubishi. Well, also because but, the yeah. 2000 GT is... That is a... That's like a, a Virgin Mary. You don't the, touch the that. The 2000 GT to Japanese car culture is like Ayrton Senna to Brazil. Oh, my goodness. Aww. Yeah, that's a... Yep. Like, you don't fuck with that. You don't. Nope. No. Or no. like... like. That's to, like Guadalupe. Yeah, like Guadalupe in Mexico or like the Pope. Like, you, you don't yeah, mess Papa. with that. Like, that's just the one thing. Like, that's, like, the most holy of holies. And, yeah, yeah I'm much more okay with them uh, ruining the super name. Instead of I ru- wish that car were a 2 plus 2, honestly. Yeah. yeah. That, it would, that would, it would be... appeal to a lot more, you know, breadth in the market. Uh, uh, I did see a man offer Ryan a ride in his lap in the Supra. Yeah, it was Josh from Drive Cartel. Yeah. I asked him if I had to take my pants did off. You, oh, God. I was going to say, <laughs> did you accept the ride? But now I don't want to know. Uh, we'll leave that for the public to decide. Oh, uh, however, I will say, you know, Lexus makes a closer to Supra, Supra. The LC? The LC 500. That's more that's of a, a Supra. big car. So is the Mark IV. Yeah, it's not that big. It was uh, LC 500 is also entirely Toyota, so I think the LC 500 is more of a Supra. It's also, yeah, I guess Supras were expensive. So. They were stupid expensive at the time. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, okay. you have to understand, Curl is 12 grand when the Mark IV was around. <laughs> And good. Yeah, and really good. So oh, man. Like, the Corolla was so good when the Mark IV Supra was in, on sale. Yeah, no, Toyota in the early 90s is pretty fire. I mean, oh, they had a bunch of If only of the stuff. new Corollas were... Well, actually, no, they made the Corollas better now. The cor- new Corolla is just... great. Well, they went through They went through yeah, 15 years of trash. The hatch Corolla is real good. Um, yeah, that's... I still get super excited three cars of the year last year. Yeah. yeah, I think so, that was one of them too. Um, anyway, the um, we are now a Toyota podcast. We like stuff. We are now on the air. In Toyota, Japan. Will, we are looking for sponsors. <laughs> also, please, oh, please take to- the transmission out of the 240i and put it. Quick, in Supra. quick. Uh, I don't know if I talked about this last time, but Toyota and Hello Kitty are having a sponsorship. I don't think they've they talked about this. No, we haven't. Jan, okay, we talk about this. So yep, I'm excited. I, um, I don't know much about it, but if you go to the Sanrio online store, they have a uh, gift box you can buy for like $45. That okay. is a collaboration with Toyota and Hello Kitty. So you get a little Hello Kitty Toyota racing hat and some stickers oh, and a water bottle and a tote bag. And I think I need it. Yeah, but, you do. But what I want a BMW Pusheen collab. But when you like go on the Sanrio website and you like look up Toyota, there's like stuff for like Toyota employees only. Oh no. And so now I'm wondering That's... what are they up to? I need to get answers. I need to. Well, I think you might need to become a Toyota employee. We, remind yeah. me when we're done with this. I'll uh, message Ben on you. Yeah. Bit. Why don't you just message Ben? <sighs> This is going to be, he's going to be like, why is Jana messaging No, he me? would totally understand. Like, ben knows you. So, anyway. Um, um, but, yeah, sorry. Just. Um, I think anyone that's met you will totally understand yeah, where that ben, message ben is coming will, from. Ben will get a, get, get a good idea from that. <laughs> so, it'll be all right. <laughs> uh, so, that's actually really cool. So, uh, one other thing here. You said it was at, how much money was that it's Supra all o- in? Over markup? Yeah. Or, sorry, in markup. It was $180,000 in markup. So in in total price out the door two hundred just under two hundred fifty thousand dollars. All right, let's do a quickie two hundred fifty thousand dollar challenge. What would you buy other than a Mark V Supra for two hundred fifty thousand dollars? I would buy. 
Oh man, I actually am not as up and up on the quarter of a million dollar car market as I probably ought to be. That's a tricky place yeah, to be. It's, it is because it, it, it's it's like forty thousand dollars or thirty thousand dollars, so the thirty to forty mark, like it's too expensive or too little. I have an answer for this actually. Yeah, I'd buy a Noble. I believe that's the only hypercar currently made that's offered with a manual. Message was sent it. to Ben. We'll see if he gets back to me. I would say um, Vector W8 is within that price oh, range. God. I really want one of those. Is that, is that, yeah? Okay. That'd be a really, really cool car I'd get. Honestly, um, if you could find a manual Lamborghini Murcielago LP640, which they that'd made be in that very price range, few yeah. of, mm, it might be more. But if you could find one with some miles on it, that would be a buy. That'd be that'd be a lot of cars in that's the first range. They made uh, Corey told me the other day how many they made, and it was like well under a hundred of the LP six forties. So LP six forty, uh, Vector W eight. Thirteen. Yeah, that sounds right. A Vector W eight. Okay. How much is a Spiker C eight? Oh, those are dirt cheap. Okay. They're like free. Well, it's a four two V eight. Okay. Yeah, Jana. The, it is a belt four two V eight though. Um, she brought up the Helicity. Toyota box thing, and that you need that. Yeah, yeah you do need that. So it's a, it's so a baseball go cap. Go to Patreon and give me $45, and I will. You'll be, be wearing that wearing next episode. Uh, actually, email us yes. through the show, and we'll get you in touch with Janice PayPal because the Patreon doesn't work that way. Oh. Okay. Um, so, anyway. <laughs> My PayPal is no kidding. Uh, yeah. what, oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get solicited if you do that. <laughs> I know. So, uh, I would also say one other car. Okay. Uh, just sticking on the term of Japanese, because if you're buying a, a Mark V Supra, you're going to be looking for something Japanese, or German, I guess, if you're a weirdo. But um, a C110 Scallon GTR. That'd be the cool. 170, or 197 cars made, or something like that. I'm just like thinking of $750 to $1 million cars, but like a really crappy one. Yeah, that's a very like, good idea. Can I get like a really bad F40 like, or like and, a really a, terrible 2000 GT for Or like that? a super okay Countach. Or like a crashed M1. Yeah, like those are all good cars. Or like uh, a ruined 959. The pre-war bell is not nearby. It's over there. Duesenberg. <laughs> Thank you, Corey. <laughs> I'm glad Corey's got our back over there. Yeah, he, I'm, glad, I'm glad he's back from the wolves. Thank you. I wonder how much Duncan Pitaway would sell as a 76 for. Probably more than Damn it. that. What if I'm, like, super nice? I think there's going to be at least one number in front of... Fine, fine, fine. Let's talk at, a little bit more about Cars and Craft. Commas. Uh, so, I built out these notes a little bit before the episode, and, yeah, Cars and Craft happened. Yes. Uh, I actually went up to Power Cruise first this weekend, which was no, why no, we were... no, no. One second. First thing you did on Thursday was yet. Not... There, I was heroically and selflessly saving a cat with suicidal tendencies from falling out of a window, and I landed face first onto some pavement, saving this cat. Oh. None of that is true. Fine. Yeah. What he I, did is he was riding. I ate his... shit on my bird scooter. Yeah, like a douche does. And I. He was saving a cat. I he? was. I'm very rashed were, and in pain. Were you wearing flip flops and shorts? I was indeed. Mm. And more his sunglasses, mm. which got very, very covered in blood. Mm. I rode past a cop on my way home as I'm just like hemorrhaging <laughs> leaky blood out of my face. I'm like, what does he think? I wonder. Oh no. And then I just got home, showered, got in bed with like the most disposable blanket I could find in the house and stayed there for 13 hours. <laughs> Until you stopped bleeding. Yeah, I stopped bleeding pretty quick. I put some band-aids on, but I'm, I'm in pretty rough shape. I look like I got in a fight. Yeah, no, Burger looks like he got dumped out of a car on the freeway. It's yeah, been, people, people have rush. been messing with me less now that I look like this, actually, so it's, it's, it's pretty great. That, when I got home uh, Well, they Friday probably feel morning, bad. When I got home Friday morning, you reminded me that, of that picture of Bear Grylls. I got <laughs> stung by bees. Oh, I don't know <laughs> if I've seen that. I might have to pull it up. Sorry about your microphone cable, Corey. I have to order longer ones. So you, um, yeah, you, you ruined your face. I did ruin my face then and my to... shoulder. Oh, yeah, he's swollen. Yeah. That's oh. exactly what Burger looks like. I yeah. actually have a photo just after <laughs> I got home. I'll show you guys. Oh. Sorry about the audio, people. But, so uh, you, we'll try uh, to use our words to describe it. Nope, that was a couple days later. This was me when I got home. Oh, yikes. So After you... I showered and put a Band-Aid on. But look how poofy my face is. Okay, so I just yeah, have to terrible. say, this was, this was the week of ouch for me, because all my students got hurt, you got hurt. Whoops. And it's, it was all, like, falling directly on your faces. <laughs> 
Like, the injury log at my work right now is all me being like, this Zero kid... Zero days without the last serious accident. Yeah, this kid fell directly in front of me, applied ice, washed off owie, and then... You t- how'd you spell owie? <laughs> O-W-W-E-E. Wa- washed off scrape. You know, oh, okay. I have to be more professional, but... You know, so like it's, you, you would personally use the term owie. Like, the last entry in our in in our injury log was like in May, and now that it's all July from one week. I had two kids in one day, and then on Friday or no, that on Thursday you messed up. And yep. then on Friday, one of my kids, as they were trying to leave, I ended my Friday with a kid running into a shelf and busting their face open. But mom was there, so it's not my fault. So after you ruined your face, yep. you went to... Um... No, I, after I ruined my face, I slept for 13 hours straight, and then I wanted to go to work, but I, my alarm went off, and I was in a lot of pain still. So I didn't do that. But I woke up like four hours later. I'm like, I just I need to get in the car and autopilot to power cruise. And then you so just I did that. rolled in and rolled out of your car? Yeah, once I get on 35E North, I pretty much don't have to touch it until I get off in Baxter. Which is kind of nice. Like, you gotta babysit it a little bit, but autopilot was clutch this weekend. So, I went up there. The Australians didn't ship their cars up this year. Aww. So, the burnout, I was only up there for burnout practice, but you know, it's a different dynamic when you don't have these like Toyota Corollas with like 700 cubic inch billet big, big blocks. Yeah. With these like shin buster tailpipes out the back. So, I don't know. It was a great time. I had met with a lot of people, spent, you know, a good amount of the weekend just drinking and having fun but got back just in time to shower again swap for the ferrari and go to cars and craft yes which it's thank god not the last one of the season yet although i think next one is no they're doing october okay they are nice i'm glad they're Yay. continuing that from last year um thank you but global warming great event uh i did bring the 355 because i committed to them that i was going to do that earlier in the month and then forgot about it and then Stacy, who has her mom going on, really loved the Pusheen. She that. did. Corey actually went home and grabbed the Pusheen ex post facto so, and uh, jammed it in the car, which was pretty I great. Tried, I, was I had trying. to waddle down an alleyway with Jenna actually grabbed it bigger from, than yep. me. I really wanted to get a photo of that, and I didn't know when it was coming. And by the time I saw that you were here, it was already in the car. I really want because when you were waddling down, there was a Lamborghini with a GTR behind it. Yeah. And I really wanted to get a picture of Lamborghini and the GTR. Like, getting no attention. Getting no attention. And Jana waddling behind with a giant pusheen that's like literally i'm not exaggerating in volume it's larger than her by a pretty substantial margin it would be the entire cargo space of my mazda 5 yeah it is amazingly big it is really massive like if you did not compress that pusheen at all it would totally take up the entire cargo space of the mazda 5 it doesn't fit in any single car seat yeah that's way too big like i i drove from Cars and Craft to my house, which is about a mile away in the Ferrari. I couldn't see anything out of the right side of the car. <laughs> I had to like push her to be able to shift past like second gear. <laughs> and I was like, uh-huh. okay. Um, I, I told Jana I had to stop and pull over and move Pusheen to the back seat. So there's yeah. like one okay. left turn. How did you pull over with no working parking brake? I had to turn, turn it off turn and put it in gear. Oh, that's a bummer. Gee, uh, if only someone could fix that. Weird. Mm-hmm. All of the hardware is fine. You just have to adjust it. So, um, but anyway, yeah, the cars and crafts great show. That, that was actually probably one of the better showings I've seen because there's also a that lot of really Thai cool food stuff. truck. That was the first oh, time yeah. that had been that there. Was that fire. was really good. What was that called? Thai you I or don't something? No, uh, I was a little too not with it to pay attention to that. So I, I got the fried rice and I took yes. like I took one scoop of the spicy, uh, like pepper stuff. Yeah, and I took a bite. Of, That's fine. And put a second scoop in. As I'm putting the second scoop, the first scoop hits me. I go. Yep. What did I just do? Yeah, I uh, couldn't figure out this morning why I had to get out of bed a little earlier than normal, and then I'm like, oh, right, Thai food. Yeah. Oh, no, I just stayed up. I'm like, there's going to be a mean fire <laughs> I stayed up until about 3.30, oh, and then I, felt, I felt it. Like, that, the hot feeling on your butt. I had <laughs> a Vietnamese iced coffee, which is really, really strong coffee with condensed milk, and I had a few bites of Ryan's Rice, and by the end of the night, I was like, the condensed oh, milk tummy. didn't help. It was that hot. Like the condensed milk. No, didn't it help. didn't. Combine dairy with spice, and it's just always a good, good thing. Oh, so, it was great. It was a fun time. Works, I yeah. really enjoyed it. I love that show. I'm so glad it came back in time for that. I got ridiculed by a few people for like going back to a drive cartel event. I'm like, dude, no, 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 no. Wait, what? Yeah, like, one of them was Spaz. He's like, oh, oh, park cartel. I'm like, dude, dude, fuck off, Spaz. <laughs> great, use my f bomb now. 
Whatever, dude. Like, this is the best car show. You can event have my ever. All you have to do is not react to it, and then eventually it'll go away. Also, it's like middle school. Also, yes. A, Drive Cartel's rad. And B, I love Drive Cartel. Drive Cartel does track day stuff, too. Sure. Track. I, I just don't care. Even if they were all parked car shows, I like those, too. Yes. It, that, nice. this is a, a, I just As like a person a who doesn't track almost any of his cars. One of the things that frustrates me is, like... Does it really grind your gears, Ryan? I, I don't meet that many people that are exclusively car show people, but I always meet, like, people at track days. They're like, the only thing I'll do is go to a racetrack. I only want to race The cars. worst people cars are we autocross people. Yeah. Oh, yes. They're the, the worst. worst. Yeah. Like, it, it's I just hate to like, say it, because autocross is a lot of fun. But it's like, a blast, but... Man. Like, I just... It's brutal. Like, I'm going to like what I'm going to like. And if you don't like it, like, dude, I really don't care. You're wasting a lot of your time and mine. So yep. just please, go ahead. F off. Like, I can you drink very heavily around your car at a track day? I don't no, think so. Yeah. I, I got this gooch that you can lick. Like, oh, <laughs> Ryan. Like, this ugh. episode is... Yeah, I'm, ru- I'm ruining it. But, nice. like, I just... I'm frustrated when people are like that. But no, Drive Cartel's awesome. Like, whatever. Yep. We, yeah, it's good. Um, es muy bueno. Es muy bueno. So anyway, Spaz, I still love you. Not all that was directed at you. Most of that was directed to people like Piss it was, it was It was bent up frustration. Pent up frustration. Pent up frustration, frustration all came out towards you. Most of that's directed towards you like Piss Jugs. Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, Drive Cartel is really rad. They did a bunch of really cool stuff. That Z31 that's out there, uh, this dude named Stevie built it, is without a doubt the cleanest Z31 in the state of Minnesota. And it's, yeah, I you were I'm, desperately trying to block your um, my massive throbbing erection. Yeah, that one. That, it wasn't working. No, that car is awesome. And also, there's <sighs> the other coolest car I saw. <laughs> the other coolest car I saw was this is why I walk away from him at car shows. <laughs> I know. No, the other coolest car I saw was this uh, '91 CB7 sedan. Yeah. You sent you showed me well. You didn't send them to me. You showed me pictures on your camera. That That's was he super. He sent clean. them to your eyeballs. He did. Yeah, I, I, sent, I sent them electronically delivered to my eyeballs via photons. But the, it was uh, it had a it was one of those cars where like, it looked super like super stock. It's like OEM plus. It was just gorgeous. But what what's really cool is like if you don't know CB sevens, like it's a it's a clean Accord. If you know CB sevens, you're losing your mind because that's so much rare. Just like stuff. I don't know much about. It's what Boris wanted to be. Yeah, basically, yeah. And speaking of Boris, there was a an Integra or something. It is a Del Sol. Del Sol there with with the on-key wheels that used to have. Yeah, the my the exact same wheels. Yeah. Which boy, that was a throwback. That those wheels are those wheels are extremely stuck in 2005, and they should never leave 2005. Yeah, rough. Yeah. They did not (laughs) age well. I didn't think that they'd age well, but I'm my my suspicions okay back in the day, but now it's like. My suspicions have been extremely confirmed. Yes. Too fast, too furious, man. Yeah. Too fast, too furious. That's my favorite fa- Fast and the Furious. That movie. is a garbage movie. That's well, why I love it. Oh, okay, fine. It, yeah, it's also like, it's like a, watching a train wreck. It, it's true. Anyway, so uh, speaking of, of track cars and track car people, <laughs> yes. Um, time attack. I want to talk about. Okay. I actually do like track days and track cars and stuff. Um, and car shop glow is a brand that does the, you know, those fancy schmancy LED taillights they put on like Lexuses and the VIP ones, the VIP ones. Yeah. That's car- like Pac-Man and like progressive blink and all Hello yeah, that. Yeah. Those ones. Yeah. Yep. So that's car shop glow yes. that popularized that. And they're really the best. And it's like a thousand dollars for a set taillights from them. I would do oh, that no. if it was a pushing bouncing. They could probably make that for okay, you. Car shop um, glow. We have some ideas. Tesla model S pushing bouncy turn signals. Make it happen. So, uh, car shop glow apparently oh, that'd be so good i found this out um that they actually have a really serious time attack car that they've built does and they, it have sweet led yes, yes VIP it does. stuff all yes. over it okay good well the taillights at least does it have wine tumblers on a uh, finely crafted mahogany tray oh you know no, it. it doesn't oh that's but not vip it at all does have bespoke carbon fiber arrow on it like all over it um, but yeah, um, Yukimitsu Hara, the guy that uh, runs Signal. Car Shop Globe, okay. he, um, he he was actually featured on the Narita Dogfight, which is a oh. really, really awesome... Um, a narrated dogfight? The Narita Dogfight. Oh. Like the Narita What airport. does that mean in Japanese? Yeah. Narita is a town. Okay. Yeah. What does uh, dogfight mean in Japanese? It means dogfight, like planes dogfighting. Cool. Um, cool. Anyway, so... Uh, Anyway, his car in they're in the process of rebuilding it. It, it was featured in the Narita dogfight, so this guy's like 
pie cut the chassis, seam welded everything. Um, he has done. He has a welded in roll cage. What kind of car is it? It's FDRX7. Okay. It's it, a pretty root beer brown. So yeah, interior. It's a lovely. It's color. a really really cool. And it's like this is like the ultimate VIP shop doing a track car, and they're doing a really kick ass job. They like painted everything the same root beer brown. It's really pretty, isn't it? It is. Wait, that's a super. Oh, but it's yellow on the outside. No, that's no, an that's, FD. That, that's a, that's another FD. But oh, um, okay. here, I, if you scroll to the top, I'm scrolling. Does it have the VIP taillights shown anywhere? Yes, it does. If you just scroll Jeez. all the way to the top, um, it'll show you what the car looks like when it's right there. That's it's got white. The, that's a white one. Yeah, that's white. Yep. I think it's before they painted. I'm not sure oh. what color it is now, but it's got the VIP taillights on it. Uh, it's got like crazy wide arrow and everything wide boy it's a wide boy is it uh boy with an I or with a y-e uh y-e it's a wide whoa boy. wow whoa man. that's pretty intense it's pretty huge yeah that's thick uh, with a, a there you go that, actually that's there you go it's some more of of it like, it's got these like crazy brake ducts and everything and now i just want a chassis machine taillights so a chassis mounted wing uh oh, it does lying. It doesn't say anything. Um, oh yeah, that yellow one is a different one that they have for sale. But uh, it doesn't say anything about what the track time is on on this. But I mean, like, it's gonna be oh, a quick no. car because right now a lot of these um, a lot of these track cars that are like like Shaken, like road legal mm-hmm. in Japan, they're running times at like Sakuba and Fuji Speedway as fast as Formula One is running in the, at the turn of the millennium. Oh nice. wow! Like that, yeah. Like for a car that you then can drive home. Like, that's pretty insane. Are they still rotary? Yeah. Nice. Of course it is. Well, the fastest Honda sells a B16 in it. What about that 20B FD that showed up? That was uh, really cool. Yeah. I've seen that one before, but, like, it's always cool to see that. Anything that has more than two rotors, I immediately start paying attention to. Mm -hmm. I just, I pay attention to all rotaries because I love the rotary. I know we do. Um, I also like that, like, the Toyota Celestor was next to it because it had working GPS. The what? The the Lexus, that right-hand drive Lexus LS400. I wasn't paying attention. Oh, it, was, uh, it said UCF 11 on the Ooh, sorry. Uh, on the van. <laughs> that was loud. But it was a um, they had a Toyota Celestor that was at uh, at Cars and Craft. I just figured that was a badged LS 400. No, it was a right hand drive real Celestor, and it had working GPS in it. And the wild thing about that is that GPS looks better than Subaru had like five years ago. Oh yeah, or like Volvo mm-hmm. had until recently. Yeah. Very recently. Like I got I got into that and. That GPS, like, if it's it, other than the fact that it has like no anti-aliasing on the startup screen and on the compass, like, you doesn't have processing power for that. Like, I mean, other than that, like, you can't really tell like that it's dated. Like, the whole interface and everything is one hundred percent modern. It, it does look really, really nice. Yeah. He, he went to a JCC. JCCS mate or, or uh, JNCC mate that I did over by my house, and I got to like go look through the whole car. Like, that's car is just like wildly more modern like you look at that you would not think it's from 1989 yeah there's there's a couple of kids on bikes that like lost their mind over the car which was fun yeah he uh he aired up the car then dropped it and he's like always like small kids are like what like they never and they're like that. what year is this car from and they're like it's from the 90s and they're like mind blown because like them, 1991 and they're like what? to them the 90s are like this a bygone time. era might as well be talking about the 70s oh, right. <laughs> Right. Now I feel old. Speaking, I know, right? Speaking of, like, since we were talking about buying a new car, my mother bought a new car using Carvana. Uh, I saw one of those vending machines and I was at the Waffle yeah, House drive. Yeah, and I, I don't really know what car she bought, but Wait, she's got a bunch bought? of... Yeah. My, oh, Darcy? Mom. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, and so I don't Not know what sure. car she bought, but, you know, she, she has all these pictures of using it, and it's like... She just bought a whatever crossover. But oh, it's a Trax. Yeah, I don't. She doesn't make Ugh. the best decisions, obviously. Shit, Trax. But she used Carvana, and I th- I think that's an interesting thing. Like I I like I will looking be at that. Curious but... to see if that sort of thing proliferates. Yeah. I'm curious too. Well, so I just wanted to add that because I I remembered that she did that and it's anyway. Interesting. This week we're gonna have to take Brian out for Indian food. Oh yeah. Turns out Brian he likes he, he really likes super spicy food as well. So yeah, me and we're we're gonna have a good 
butt melter sesh. Great. Oh. <laughs> I hope, you, I hope that... you synchronize your butts. Oh, so we'll be at my house where there are three bathrooms. On that bombshell. <laughs> what did we learn this week? I learned you're really disgusting. Well, Wait, I already knew that. You went into the relationship knowing that. Oh, God. Uh, your brother learned the difference between a Terminator Cobra and a non-Terminator Cobra. Great. I learned that... Uh, one of the three beers that uh, Tom dropped off for me is one of my favorite beers already, which is Boulevard Unfiltered Wheat. Mm-hmm. Oh, this are, that's a great beer. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really, I, really I've been awesome drinking beer. this a long time. So. Jenna, what weird fact have you learned about uh, weird things? One weird fact? Yeah. I don't... Oh, so the other day we went to see Tenacious D, and none of my coworkers knew who that was, and I was wearing my favorite. How is that possible? I don't, I don't, they're old. Even I know what that is. I don't know, but I was wearing my favorite skull sweater, which is like a beige sweater with like cute skulls on it. Like, they're not aggressive skulls at all. Aggressive they're like, skulls. They're like cute. I don't think they have hard eyes, but they're just like one step away from having the hard eyes. And then, skull. like, <laughs> I'm liking that. that sounds like, good. Is that like Lieutenant Dan's aggressive nipples? Like... <laughs> yeah. And then I was just wearing like a basic like ba- black tank top and black like American Eagle shorts. And then I was wearing my Free People tights that have like gold glitter stars and moons on them. Yeah. And my favorite like heeled boots that I wear all winter. So they're covered in salt. And she goes, "I can tell what band that is based on your outfit." And I was like an outfit I wear all the time? Like, so I'm trying to figure out what genre she thinks Tenacious D is based off of my everyday Jana outfit, but I just, I don't wear to work because pop punk that's what she thinks it's gonna be pop punk no because when she asked me how the concert was she goes was it intense did it get crazy and I was like what genre do you think this is so weird some sort of metal I, I don't. I, they do have a she song probably, called the metal. She probably thinks I was going to see him. Like, yeah. Let's be real. That's probably what came through her mind. Some Super. So the goth thing, metal. The thing that I learned uh, was that um, I can actually get JDM taillights from my Mazda 5 for the same price as normal ones from Kruber.com. What uh, what differentiates the JDM versus the sport slash touring taillights? They guys? are the touring ones. They're identical, except they don't have that stupid little red reflector that ruins the taillight. If you turn your head and look at my taillight, do you see that red reflector on the side? Yes. It's not there on the JDM ones. It doesn't really bother me, but okay. It bothers the hell out of me now that you know it's there. I still like the Edelbrock sticker that I put on there like four years ago. So I, I can't take it off because you put that on the day that Vic Elrock died. I feel like he's like come and haunt me in my dreams if I take that off. Well. I need somebody else to take it off for me. We could just put another sticker over it. Mm. I might have to do that. You know, Hep has a... Uh, Hip. A, yeah, Hip has a uh, big, huge vinyl cutter mm-hmm. for like doing like vinyl wraps and cars. And I was thinking about doing a big-ass arbitrage logo on the side of my van. Mint. I think that would be a good idea. I think, yeah, printed vinyls, kind of intense, but yeah. I think well, our, uh, the awesome logo thing. isn't that intense. Like, you could just cut, like, a few shapes and then overlay yeah. it. Yeah, so it wouldn't be that big a deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Maybe, maybe. I noticed yeah, that there's still a motor cult sticker on the back of your van, so. Yeah, there is. Hip, I'm coming for you. I'm going to come to your shop. I'm going to use your vinyl cutter. Those just are, you wait. Those are guinea pigs. All right. They are guinea pigs. On that bombshell, thank you. Bye. Bye.